0: This is a locker room production.
1: Hey, everybody! How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Locker Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Yeah, this team sucks. Thank God there's only 14 games left. Just a bunch of quitters and losers. Uh, there's no other there's no other way to put it anymore. I I believe I just saw on Twitter this is the seventh time I retweeted it. Um so check it out there, but I believe it's the seventh time you uh the Flyers have lost by five or more goals this season. And like they've played 42 games. That sounds almost impossible to like one out of every six games, they get blown the fuck out. That you know, like that's once every two weeks. They just have a completely non-competitive game, and that doesn't. That's not even accounting for like three and four goal losses. We're talking about five here. Like the the over under for most hockey games is like five and a half, six, and we're talking about that's their margin of loss on a regular basis. Uh, you know, I, I like certain players on this team. I, I really think uh, some of them get unfairly criticized but at this point there is no unfair criticism this is a team that is clearly given up not ready to play again tonight uh just don't care they don't take it seriously their job is just their job they show up they get paid they go home that's it that's all this team is a bunch of guys doing a job from nine to five that's who they are uh they're not passionate they're i mean who's who's working hard out there there's no way you score one goal in this game if you're working hard. Like that's just absolutely ridiculous. I I can't even begin to describe my level of frustration with this team. Like they're screwed. They are in so much trouble going forward. How are they going to improve this team? Who would want to trade for anybody on this team, save for maybe save for maybe like Firby and Couturier? And if we're losing them, those are our only good players at this point. They're the only ones under 30 who are any good. Like, I, I mean, Kevin Hayes, who I just enjoyed so much last year, made so made last season so much more fun. What's he doing out there? It, it, wh- where is his head at? Because it ain't on the ice. Like, I, I don't know what I'm watching with some of these guys. Just no impact being made by by anybody. It's just an embarrassment. I, I I, I've I've yelled and screamed about this team as much as I can. Uh, we're gonna go to the phones real quick. This ain't gonna be a uh, this ain't gonna be a long show. I know I say that every night, and then we do like thirty five, forty five minutes. But no, I just don't have it in me. So let's go to the speaker request. Let's lead it off with Ian Ackerman. Ian, you are live on the post game. Ian, hey, can
2: hey you hear what's me? up? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear uh, me? There, uh, there you are. You're live. Yep. Okay. Say, uh, man, this. Tonight sucks. First of all, the saw the Phillies had to put Hector Neris in, and he lost the first game, of the doubleheader, and they're losing right now. And then, then this Flyers game is just—I'm so sick of this team. I, they just have no heart, no grit. I just—I don't know what to say. It's infuriating to me. It's but, yeah. It,
1: it's to the point where it's almost hard to explain. Like the effort thing is not something I ever want to go to. I want to explain 20 different ways before I'm just like, they're not trying out there, but Jesus Christ, they better not be trying. Like if this is them trying, then we're so much worse off than we thought.
2: Like, I know it's, it's embarrassing. dude, like I, I'm an out of state fan. Like I live in the Detroit area. And at this point I'm glad because I can't handle watching every game of these guys. (laughs) It's just, it's unbelievable. Like, now I have a question for you. Do you think there's anybody like in the off season where they might be able to sign someone that might be able to? Obviously, they're not going to be able to get some star player, but maybe somebody who can just come in and bring some kind of improvement to the team. Maybe somebody like kind of like how the Flyers did the one year a few years ago and signed Briere in the off season. You know, not like a superstar player, but like a quality player that could come in. I mean, they're gonna, they need a serious upgrade of top-end
1: talent. Like, they have all the third and fourth liners in the world. They're an organization of third and fourth liners. Ron Hextall is the greatest depth drafter ever and just the worst at finding great players. I mean, uh, I don't think uh, they are going to have to make so many moves to bring in top-end talent. I don't know if, if it's even possible in one off season.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just, I was just thinking outside the box. I have no idea what they're gonna do. Like, I hate to say it, but like, I, I think I agree with you. Like, we're in trouble for, for, for a while. I think, and it's, I just don't have the patience for that. And I know, none of us do. No, it's, it's a damn shame. Thanks a lot, Ian. All right, let's go to the egg.
1: The egg man, you are on. Egg. Hello. Hey,
3: Bill. Bill, are you there? Can you hear me?
1: Uh, there you are. Yep, I can All hear right, you. Sorry now.
3: about that. I guess I guess it's when I have the app off and I'm texting or something. I I have trouble getting in, but I'll try to watch that next time. Yeah, listen, I've um uh, I've abstained for the last few weeks and uh, I sat through these Phillies games and this Flyers game and and thanks for this tonic of of your podcast. <laughs> but I'm to I'm gonna take a different route tonight because everything that's been said about this team has been said. I'm gonna take a different route and I want to let you. But let me get my point out here, and I've, I've had a few, but I don't give a shit. The beat writers of this team, when is a beat writer of this team going to write an expose like Jeff McClain or the guys like Shiel Kapadia, Bo Wolf, or Zach Berman of The Athletic and go after this ownership? Because I'll tell you what, the Eagles have done a hell of a lot more winning over the last two decades than this fucking team. And oh, it's yeah. About, I mean, it's about yeah. time these guys... Start to, and I think it's Anthony Sanfilippo has the balls to do it. And as good as I think Charlie O'Connor is, I think he's a little soft on his team. And I want to call out, I asked them tonight, when is somebody going to write an expose about this ownership? And Bill Meltzer blocked me for asking that legitimate question. That guy is a fraud and a figazi. And it's about time these beat writers start manning up and going after and doing their job. Thank God these guys weren't around during during Watergate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks a lot, Egg. We appreciate it. Uh, first, like Charlie, uh, Charlie's an analyst. You know that's that's what he does. I don't know if he's so much soft on the team as he looks to analyze the on ice reasons um, for their failures. He tries to he tries to look at that the game from that perspective. Uh, in terms of the first part of that question, you know, I think a lot of that stuff with the Eagles article, um, like it's stuff that started bubbling up prior to like the pandemic and everything and obviously like this last year it's just it's all blown up and it's gotten bigger so we can't use that as, as an excuse not trying to um not trying to bail out the Flyers beat reporters here but I will say without um like we know Jeffrey Lory's the owner we know who's in charge we know where the buck stops there without that I, I know Dave Scott's there with the Flyers and everything and we kind of have an idea of the hierarchy I just wonder if it's harder to get um a story about like what's really wrong on the management side and uh, who is um like who who's to blame for a lot of this stuff. And uh, where is the dysfunction coming from? Why can't uh, they seem to ever take two steps forward without three steps back? And, uh, but I would be very much interested. I wish uh, there could be some deeper dives into the management structure of this team, because Man, I'm so mad at the players, I'm mad at the coach, but it really starts with up top for me. Uh, You know, I've been saying for weeks, you know, Chuck Fletcher did absolutely nothing this offseason, he did absolutely nothing at the last trade deadline, did absolutely nothing at this trade deadline. Well, the team looks around and goes, I guess everything's all right, let's just keep doing what we're doing, and it's just stagnant bullshit. Um it it's just a team of guys who are comfortable and don't see the need to compete every night it's very obvious when you've lost one out of every six games by five or more goals like you don't see the need to compete every night there's no other explanation for it no team in hockey is any much is is that much better than any other team like Tampa and Buffalo if they played that many times like there wouldn't be five goal games that many times it's it's uh, Get to the next caller, Johnny, Johnny Dyer. Dyer. Johnny, you are live.
4: What's cracking, Bill?
1: How's it going uh, tonight?
4: It's it's been better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. I wanted to to see, like, all right. I'm not gonna pin this loss on the goaltending, but can you prove to me that that was not Michael roffle in net wearing <laughs> Brian Elliott's jersey and pads? And if it was Brian Elliott. Did he retire before the game and then not tell anybody? <laughs> he's then, He's got like senioritis, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the weekend at furnishing like his body, like he's just somebody else is manipulating him because that was. I, that's all I can think he, of what happened. I'm like, oh, that's not a real Goldie in the net. I mean, yeah, and like. It's not on him, but. Ooh, brother.
1: No, some of those shots were really good, but it seemed like they were also stoppable points. I, I don't like. I'm. Did he kind of – just like his body language, just his like stance tonight, he seemed like an 80s goalie. Like he didn't (laughs) seem to move as fluidly and like concisely as like a goalie from now. Like the shots that were going in, I was like, did you – did your pad shrink like during the game? What the hell happened? Like, yeah, it's like goaltending isn't why they lost tonight. They only scored one goal on a goaltender who came into the game with the exact same save percentage as Elliot. They both came in with an 894. Like you had, you know, you weren't that outgunned at that position tonight and you scored one goal. But on the, at the same time, like Elliot was not good and I, I respect the hell out of that guy. Like he just knows. When he doesn't have it, they're in this situation. He just has to eat the six goals or whatever the hell it was. Six, right? Um, and yeah, it was they're not, yeah,
4: Eat all six.
1: Yeah, they're, they're just like, yeah, Carter Hart ain't going in because we're trying to protect him, and you're not going to be here next year. So good luck, pal.
4: How many times during the game do you think he pulled that Danny Glover cop line, like, I'm too old for this shit? Like, how many it, times? Six? It must, like, six? every – every odd
1: man rush he just has to be thinking <laughs> it. like, he's thanks, like here we go again all right thanks a lot johnny uh let's go to chris krochak chris you're live on the post game can you hear me i can hear you yeah you're on
5: all right thanks man uh yeah i got a couple of thoughts um first of all same old man like i tune in expecting like maybe this will finally be the moment where they, they just get it together and get some motivation. You know, the GM basically throws them under the bus at the trade deadline and says, yeah, not worth buying. But, I mean, how many times has that happened this season, you know, with the different moments they could build around? It just doesn't happen. But, anyway, I have two, two quick thoughts I wanted to get through. The first one is, you know, this team has no, no personality, man. Like None. Can you imagine these allow these losses being allowed if you had, like, a Breer, a Pronger, a Timonen a Hartnell? I mean, who's in the locker room that legitimately could speak up? I'm obviously not in there. I, I don't know. But, like, when Scott Lawton is the guy, Drew said it. When Scott Lawton's the guy that has to stand up and say something, I mean, your you're third-line winger, maybe. Uh, who's, who's holding these guys accountable? And I'm not saying it needs to be Drew. I'm just saying, who is it?
1: No, and that's that's a great question. We've been talking for a couple of weeks. This team, like, needs an asshole. Like, it's nice that Kevin Hayes like, text everybody when they don't have a game, and he's like, hey, buds, miss you. Like, that's all well and good. And when they're winning, like, he's funny. But I don't know who it is in this locker room that, like, is pissed off that they're losing because they do not seem to hate to lose. If they do, they must all be fucking miserable. But that doesn't seem to be the case. They seem okay just going out and doing this every single night, uh, just getting their brains beat in. Uh, I don't know who that guy is. I really don't. It's – uh. They need more of that. They need not veterans like 30-year-old guys, guys as old as Giroux, but they need guys in their prime who know how to win and have the personality of, I don't care if everyone on the team doesn't like me, if like I'm getting the best out of them. They need that in the coach, which they don't seem to be able to deal with very well when the coach uh, criticizes them. That seems to be an issue. But yeah, I, the personality of this team just seems to be that of, Yeah, we're going to work today, and uh, maybe it'll go well, maybe it won't.
5: Yeah, and I'm just – I'm so tired of hearing from the players how tight-knit this group is, how much they get. I mean, that's well and good, but, like, if you like each other that much, you'd want to play for each other. You'd want to win. Yeah,
1: you'd think, like, they're tight-knit and they love each other, but when someone gets, like, cross-checked in the head, nobody throws a punch. Like, no – Uh, We're all tight knit, but nobody's uh, nobody's out here putting themselves on the line for anyone else. Like who's making a desperation play? Who looks desperate on the ice?
5: Nobody. Their body language tells you everything you need. I mean, they're either emotionless or they're they're laughing before the period starts and they're down five goals. It's like, well, what the hell? You should be pissed off. Uh, yeah, you know,
1: I just don't. I just don't see that desire
5: to be great in this team. The only way I think they're gonna they're gonna be able to fix this. They need they need a off season like 2012 or 2011 or 2007 where they just kind of blew it up and just brought in like five, six, seven new faces. If they can't get that done, I don't know how this is gonna get fixed.
1: No, I'm right there with you, Chris, and thanks a lot. Like they need to make. A number of substantial moves. And if Chuck Fletcher has shown us anything, that's not really his thing. Uh, one thing, I know I did the last night, the trade deadline reaction show, but I just want to reiterate. Chuck Fletcher spent $3 million on Eric Gustafson this offseason. $3 million in a flat cap, no cap space year on a, uh, on a defenseman that nobody really thought fit when he got him. And he had to trade him retaining some of his salary had to trade him for a 7th round pick in 2022 not even this year like that's as close to nothing as nothing gets that's literally like a player to be named later and when later comes just going yeah we're good we don't need anything back like they're paying montreal to take them to take him off their hands a couple of months into chuck fletcher's only off-season move that's how much of a disaster it was like do I have any confidence in him to uh to fix this thing no no I do not whatsoever all right let's go to Dave Brown Dave you're live on the post game
6: how you doing bill you hear me I can hear you yep Hey man a couple things, you know, I'm a big Flyers fan, we all are in here, and we turn on and watch every game, and we know all the bullshit that's happened this year. But you know I turn on the game hoping that they're competitive and and the end of the first it's four fucking one. Like have a little integrity, have a little heart, and play the game for us and play the game for yourself and play competitive. I'm getting tired of watching this team be blown out every other game. It's embarrassing.
1: That's seven times in 42 games they've lost by five or more. Like, that's almost hard to accomplish.
6: Really? And, you know, I see a lot of gliding around, long loops, you know, flinging their sticks around. Play hard. Play the 60 minutes. And, you know, do something other than just it looks like they just don't want to play out there.
1: Uh, and that's the, like, if they want to get out of here, like, if t- if players, like, maybe they just don't want to be in Philly anymore, well, you're making it impossible for you to get, for, for us to get rid of you. Right. Like, there's nobody out there even desperate to leave, because they all just seem so comfortable. Oh, I'm a Philadelphia Flyer, it's great, uh, you know, we just, no one ex- no one expects shit out of us, and everything stays the same all the time,
6: it must be a beautiful life. And I'm with you with Chuck Fletcher. So this team has been totally pathetic this year. And what you did on the off, uh, in, in the trade deadline was get rid of a defensive player we didn't want to begin with, got rid of Michael Roffle, was your fourth-line winger, and extended Scott Lawton, and that's all you did. And you didn't do Dick Dilly's squad in the offseason. So I don't think Chuck Fletcher is going to do anything to, to make this team better because he hasn't shown anything. No, I mean,
1: listen, the, the first summer uh, after he got the job, he's here, and, uh, and thanks a lot, Dave, uh, he, he had, a, he had an, uh, to borrow a phrase from the Phillies, an objectively awesome offseason, gets Kevin Hayes, gets Niskanen, gets Braun. All right, well, Niskanen quit, so you re-signed Braun for two years. You gave him a two-year extension, and Kevin Hayes is still here. Other than that, who you've brought in is Nate Thompson, Derek Grant, and Eric Gustafson. Thompson and Grant were just rentals to fill the three and four C-holes. They're gone. And uh, Eric Gustafson, you had to pay Montreal to take him from you. Like, that is what Chuck Fletcher has done since getting here. Next to nothing. Like, literally, he hurt the team this year. He made one move, and it was terrible. Like, Nate Prosser was playing this season. On a team that was supposed to compete for a cup, we were watching Nate fucking Prosser. All right, Mr. 69, you are live.
7: Hey, Bill, I'd like to uh, uh, kind of agree with the egg when he said something about the uh, beat reporters not calling out uh, ownership on this because, I, I'm trust me, I'm a Team Charlie guy. I, I'm a huge Charlie O'Connor fan. I'm not talking about him in general, but I'm just saying if, like, a newspaper guy wants to make a name for himself, right now would be the time to call out the ownership
1: group. I, want, I just wonder, like, I think the ownership group's biggest, um, like, their biggest sin is they just don't give a shit. Like, the Flyers are a cash cow. It's just an asset of Spectacore. And it's just nobody, like, Ed Snyder, even though he was, like, you know, a trillionaire. He was like the George Washington of Philadelphia hockey. You know, he like invented it and took it very personally every time they lost. I just don't think like I think they're just cool saying, all right, Chuck Fletcher, you're you're a good hockey man. Uh, Paul Holmgren's upstairs if you need anything. Um, You're in charge. Have a nice day. I'll see you. I'll see you at the Christmas party. Like, that's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think goes on.
7: It literally seems like they're just like a bunch of Sixers fans that don't even watch any of the Flyers games, and then they just check the uh, accounting statements to make sure they're still churning a profit there. But it almost this team almost fe- feels like green like the Green Bay Packers, where like Claude Giroux is like Aaron Rodgers, where like he just looks around every single year, which is like, all right, well this is the shit I got to go into. How how have one. you helped me? Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> like, he's like this is he he walks into the locker room, looks around, he's just like. Well, all right, here we go again.
1: Yeah, like, oh, thanks, I'm in my prime. I'm playing with Jake Voracek. He's in his prime. We got Michael Roffle on the left wing. That should go well. Yeah, Yeah. this is good. This is maximizing maximizing your two $8 million stars. Like, this is what you've given them. Yep, unbelievable. Thanks, Bill. All right, thanks a lot, Sixty. Uh, Let's see here. Let's go to Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you're on. What's up, Bill? How's it going tonight?
0: Um, I didn't watch the game, so pretty good. Lucky um, you. Yeah. Um. Honestly, this was—it's gotten this bad to the point where I honestly I forgot they even played. Uh, don't. <laughs> so that, maybe there. that's the problem. Maybe they
1: fucking forgot too.
0: Yeah, I did, didn't watch them one bit. Um, I almost feel like there's, and it's hard for me to think this way, but there's no. Way it's so hard for me not to think that there's not a relationship issue because there's no way they're trying out there. This, that's awful. Six one again. That's you. It's almost like they're not trying because they hate Fletcher or they hate venue or they hate someone like there's it's impossible. I just don't.
1: I don't know. I don't yeah, know what could be the cause. It's there's no other explanation at this point. Like it's so hard to uh, it, it's so hard to blame anything else like you can't possibly tell me you're trying your hardest when you get spanked regularly. Like, there's no way. Yeah, I, I, I,
0: don't know. And they have. I'll go back to what I said before. They have to shut down fucking tickets. Like,
1: people can't see this shit. That it. I, I don't like. I, shut it down. I, who's gonna pay? Like, I can't believe anybody would pay a dollar.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> That's 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 all I have though. <laughs>
1: Thanks, crazy. Hunter. Appreciate it. Now like imagine imagine going down to the Wells Fargo Center and handing them your money. Like I I you couldn't I I'd say no, shoot me. Gun to my head, like you have to go watch a Flyers game and pay for a ticket. I'm like, no, just shoot me. Just fucking
8: shoot me. Uh let's see here. Let's go to Warren Brody. Warren, you're live. Yeah, how you doing? Uh you know, I'm just wondering if they'll win another game this year because the goaltenders are, are just – they can't stop anything. I mean, yeah, forget the team. Forget the team. I mean, they're bad enough. But it doesn't seem like the goalies have anything left.
1: It's it's something we're going to get into tomorrow, I think, when we record BSH. haven't made the schedule yet, but I'm pretty sure we're doing it tomorrow. Um The Flyer NHL.com tracks five-on-five team save percentage going back to 2009-10. The Flyers this year have the absolute worst ever, and, like, it went down considerably tonight. (laughs) Like, they're, it's, they can't stop a puck. It's, it's insane.
8: I think some of the uh, callers, and I really hit on a great point about the, the franchise, how it's going downhill. And I, you know, so it'd be a great, a great read. To, I'd like to know, you know, what the hell is going on behind the scenes right now? Because it's obvious that the coach and the players, uh, I the coach, the players heard yesterday that the coach is coming back next year, so they quit.
1: And if that's true, like then they're quitters, you know. Like maybe, the, maybe they don't like the coach. Maybe the coach doesn't do everything right. But you know who's like. Uh, there's a long list, and everyone's to blame. But you know who's like at the very bottom of my list is Elaine Vigneault. Uh, you know, if the goalies can't stop a puck, there's nothing he can do about that. It's uh, if they hate him that bad that they're just giving up. It's it's over then. Then they need a whole new set of guys. They need twenty new guys because this is a team of quitters and losers.
8: He seems burned out. Uh, I think they've had. The NHL, and I'm going to toss a little blame on them, there's too many games in the two few days. They play six oh. games in nine days. I mean, I think some of these guys have just – and they've quit. I mean, obviously there's problems in the team, but I also think it's just too many, too much.
6: Oh, it's definitely like
1: it. – no, it's terrible, and we like that's the thing is they have to go out and play. We have to watch this embarrassment every night. Thanks a lot, Warren. Uh, like I think it was the starting after the outdoor game began. There they ended the season. They're still in it. Um, Forty games and seventy-one days. Like that is an incredible schedule. That is insane. Um, but there's there's a lot of teams playing through a. Uh, Playing through a COVID crunch, playing through a condensed schedule, like it's it's this way for a lot of teams, and they just were not up to it because whenever anything goes wrong, ten things go wrong for this team, as we saw tonight. It was one one. This game was one one, and the, uh, then they got crushed. Like it, uh, unbelievable. Right, let's get a few more in here. Nikki Hall, Nikki, you're on. Hey, bell how's it going? Side
9: of the game.
1: How's it going tonight?
9: Um, I mean. I watched maybe like the first period. And then after they let up the second goal, I just something that gave me that feeling. I was like, maybe let's not watch tonight. And <laughs> I was like, sure enough, six, one. I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess this is, this is, this is what we're going through t- tonight. Um, of course the Phillies aren't doing much better. They're down three, three, nothing right now. And they lost the first game of their double header, uh, in eight innings, four to three, but maybe the Phillies have problems this year. I don't know. Anyway, back to the flyers. Um, honestly, if I'm being one hundred percent honest here, we really need like a change in front office. Like literally, like a lot of I feel like a lot of callers have probably already mentioned it or hit it off saying, like, you know, what good has Fletcher really done? Like Absolutely know, nothing can, since the summer like, of twenty nineteen. Like, he legitimately signed two good players when he was still with the Wild. The Wild let him go. And then we signed and we figured, oh, maybe he can be Chucky two trades here. Maybe swing this organization in just two trades. Nope. In fact, I feel like he's put put us in the exact opposite direction of where we're supposed to be right now. And that's honestly saying a lot because, I mean, okay, yes, Hextall had his moments, but, you know, it... (sighs) We really need somebody else that's going to be like an actual leader for front office because clearly Fletcher's not going to be doing anything. Whether it's the deadline, the off season, like you're, you literally your best acquisition was a defenseman who ended up not working out in the end anyway. Like, yeah, that's that's all he did. That's all he did was Eric Gustafson. Like that was it. It's, it's like all these other teams were bolstering their offenses, bolstering their defenses. Helping out their goaltending, doing this, that, and the other, and what are we? I mean, we signed Derek Gustafson. I mean, you know that. I mean, let's let's see how. Let's you know, let's see how he does. And it's just like now we we saw how he did, and it's just like well, that was a waste of an off season, and it's especially now a waste of an off season.
1: It's a waste of it's a waste of a whole season. Like they punted on the season. It's they just threw it away.
9: Like and even like it was what was it? It was Super Bowl Sunday when we had that high-scoring game against the Caps and we won 7-4, to I was like, oh, hell yeah. This is, you know, what was it? I think we were going to play them again. When was it, Tuesday of that week or something like that?
1: That sounds about right.
9: Yeah, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, high-scoring game. We're going. We got the juices pumping. And then freaking COVID protocol. I I honestly think that was when everybody checked out around the time that most of the team went on to COVID protocol because, like, once everybody came back from all that, I have not seen a full effort from this team since.
1: No, and that's that's a great point, Nikki. Thanks a lot. Um I do think um I, I do think the COVID uh the COVID protocol took a lot out of this team when they had to take those whatever it was, nine days or two weeks, however long they were out. Like it seemed like they were finally starting to because they weren't playing well at the beginning of the year and we all saw it, but they were winning. And then it seemed like they were finally really starting to turn a little bit of a corner, uh, starting with that Capitals game, and then boom they're off and a bunch of players got sick. Maybe players had it worse than we know. And that would be, that would be really a shame if a lot of guys struggled with that. And obviously just the mental aspect of this whole thing is tough on everybody, but you know, it's tough on every other team too. It's tough on every team in the league and they haven't been able to deal with it all that well. Let's get a few more in here. Uh, Tanner Robertson, Tanner, you're live.
10: Hey Bill. Um, you know, I'm at the point where if we're gonna lose by five or six goals every night, I I would much rather see Wade Allison, Zayd Wisdom. I mean, I I don't see the I don't need to see Nolan Patrick in the jersey again this season. I mean, I, 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 the kid doesn't look like he wants to be a hockey player, and I and I am so sick of the lack of effort. I, if we're gonna lose by five goals. I'd rather see us lose because we've got kids that aren't quite ready, like playing their asses off and just getting hammered by Alec Trevejkin. Yeah, 100%. Patrick, rather than Nolan Patrick taking his damn sweet time to do goddamn anything. I mean, holy hell. Talk about – I I, I I really tried to, to have some patience with Nolan Patrick. But, I mean, he wasn't here last year, and we were a whole hell of a lot better than we are now. Yeah, um, that's a fair point. I mean, good God. I, I, I'm sick. I mean, like some some of these other guys, like, I mean – Abe Coubel, I mean, talk about a huge fucking regression. I mean, I, I don't understand it. I'd rather see, I'd rather see the kids play.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like, uh, and just in terms of something we've talked about, thanks a lot, Tanner. Um, something we've t- talked a lot about, like Sean Couturier, obviously playing through something. You know, we've talked about the hip. Uh, he's had some injuries in his career. You know, shut him down. He's gonna be here. Like Sean Couturier won't be going anywhere he's part of this thing. Claude Giroux, the no-move clause, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be a part of this thing. Shut them down! What is the point of playing these guys in this lost season? Like, no, sorry, I know you're a hockey player and you like to battle, but that's not the personality of this team. They don't battle. They it's It's just get beat by a ton of goals every other night. Like, What's the point of just wearing those guys down? Uh, bring up some of these kids. Maybe they'll surprise you. What's it going to get worse? They're terrible. They're legitimately terrible. All right. Uh, Johnny Dyer, then Hunter, and then we're out of here. Oh, Johnny, you're live.
4: Oh, I think I hit the button by accident, Bill. But that's all oh. right. No, no, no. No, <laughs> No, I did, but that's all right. Because I wanted to say, like, I, uh, Scott Lawton signed that extension the other day. Good for him, making money. And one of the things they talked about was like, oh, how he loves being a flyer. And I was like, I would love to be a flyer. Can I show up to work and completely shit the bed, and somebody gives me three million dollars? Like, I could do that.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It used to be like you love to be a flyer. Yeah, Yeah, you used to love to be a flyer because like there was a proud tradition, and you were thought of like you were tough. Like there, the owner cared so much. You were a premier team in the league. Now it's like I'm happy to be a flyer because nothing is ever expected of me.
3: <laughs> like My it's, job it's, completely it, secure.
1: I can do whatever yeah. I want,
4: and nothing ever happens. Nobody ever
1: loses. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Yeah, except for ghosts. They'll just they'll just put him on fucking waivers again. Thanks a lot, Johnny. All right, let's get to the last one here. Uh, Hunter Moyer, Hunter, you're live.
0: <laughs> Bill, we we've went from the broad street bullies to the broad street bullied.
1: That's oh yeah, no, they get they get pushed there. around all the time.
0: <laughs> uh, no, hey, I got the idea. I will pay ninety five bucks to go down to the Wells Fargo Center if they can make that building Gritty's fucking rage room and have <laughs> all the players standing there, and I can fucking hit them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you know, on the
0: fucking table.
1: just the one on one? You might you're you're safe because you know no one's gonna jump in. That's, yeah, you know, no one's gonna jump in.
0: Exactly, exactly. And give me uh give me Max Domi's dad too. That way I can
1: <laughs> fucking Max Domi's dad. <laughs> that's a good one. All right, thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh we have anything else? All right, that's about it for tonight. Uh thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street hockey wherever there are podcasts. And boom, content delivered to you daily. As bad as this team sucks, that's how good our content is. You're going to want to get a piece of it. Uh, And then you'll like it so much you're going to write us a five-star review. Why not? It'd be pretty great. All right, that's it. Uh, I'll be back after the next game because why the hell not? I guess we're going to play out this string. The league won't let them forfeit, I suppose. Maybe they'd take that option. Uh, Oh, here's the Easter egg I wanted to drop. I think I'm going to lead off tomorrow's show asking would you take Paul Holmgren back as general manager right now? I think that's how I'm going to lead off tomorrow's show. So a little fun Easter egg for all the people listening to this before BSH. All right, thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, I'm out of here. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.